It's May the 23rd, 2012. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Today in the show, I'm Mike Benedetti with Brendan Mellican. Hi, hey, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm going to lean the camera a little well, bit to, hear, to, well. hear, to hear you better on the show. Um, this is a program where we talk about public affairs in Worcester. We're going to skip a couple of obvious topics of the week because we would like to uh, bring a little more firepower to them when we talk about them on the show. But today we will be talking about government transparency. We will be talking about beer pong, unionization, the smock, racking devices, and Jose Canseco. We got a Facebook comment saying, I think Jose deserved his own episode. Don't water it down with trivial topics like the tax rate, crime, and transparency. If we were talking about what Jose Canseco deserved, the city would change its name for this summer to Canseco City. Nobody's getting what they deserve in this situation. <laughs> Brendan, how are you doing? Good, man. Doing very well. You were at the were you at the season opener? I was. I was there Monday night in the uh, in the rain. This is the Worcester the Tornadoes minor league baseball team. It is. It's, I'm trying to think of the way it was phrased in a news story today. It's pretty much the bottom of the barrel, is by the way people seem to be referring to the Tornadoes or just that league. In well, general it's a now. little. It's a very minor minor league team. Yeah, it is. And they, they put on a good <clears throat> you know a good show. But Jose, man, that was that was tough. It was both a beautiful thing seeing a guy doing what he loves at 47 years of age, and it was absolutely miserable watching him strike out time and time again after promising us all uh, multiple balls landing on a fly here landing on uh, 290 that didn't happen didn't happen one base hit <clears throat> so this was kind of underwhelming it was very underwhelming it seemed as though the three games they played down in Newark prior uh, three or four games it, it, the week before this actual season opener were also completely underwhelming so these days the Canseco action is on Twitter basically I think uh, that is the only place there's Kenseiko action. Right. I mean, I guess there's still potential for him doing something absurd in public. And it was, but it was great to see. So, <coughs> have you ever been to a Tornadoes game? Sure, I've been to a bunch of them. Okay, so they're not always the most exciting thing. If you're not, if you're not seven or eight years old and like getting into Twister, it's kind of hard to get amped up unless you're completely drunk uh, yes. to get amped up for a Tornadoes game. Yes. It was awesome being able to look up in the crowds, which were kind of sparsely populated. Maybe it was the rain, but it didn't seem as though many tickets were sold in advance. Seeing like all sorts of exciting Worcester people holding signs. Most of them were just like hand scrawled out signs right. with some of his more absurd tweets. Um, <laughs> I am the phantom of baseball. Yeah, I mean, it was just like people both taunting, but in a, like a loving sort of way. Like, you know, I mean, sure. Jose Canseco is a throwback to like when people in, in athletics were like actual human beings, right? They were yeah. entertainment. Uh, and they, they, you know, I was talking to somebody today about this. You have people like Tyson, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, Yaz, right? I mean, like athletes used to actually have personalities and they were flawed individuals like all of us. Yes. Now they're like robots and they're boring and, you know, it's seeing Jose out there. It was, it was kind of great. Did he put, play great baseball? Absolutely not. But if I was the guy who struck him out, I would have dropped my glove, washed my hands of it all, and walked <laughs> off the field. Right, and that's the high high point of my career, high watermark. But you know, we we'll get a couple more games to go. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Well, we should also point out that Canseco has apparently been hitting on a lot of restaurant staff in the city. I've seen some online reportage of this. Mm-hmm. I want to say, echoing one of Worcester's many many slogans, "No place for player hate." Mm-hmm. Don't hate on Jose Canseco. You know, don't hate him because he's Jose Canseco. Celebrate him for this. Don't right? hate the player at the game. Don't hate the don't you don't hate either the player or the, or the game. game. The game is pretty cool too. <laughs> it's the game is not flawed. It's the people who are in it. Um, the uh, well then it brings us Games back to don't kill the people. Bullets do. It's a good point. Um, yeah, man. I don't. Know. Well, that's the thing I meant to ask you too. So all the reporting about him hitting on waitresses and failing miserably. Yes. Does that mean that like Worcester has now become a hub for like national and international journalism because people are just trying to? Is are there like freelancers from like major like gossip blogs now like hovering around Worcester watching our every move? Are you are you asking me how do we? Well, 
I mean, you asked me how do how do we have all these leaked Canseco? Either who's ratting him out from uh, from the front lines of local bars, or do we have? I think the big question is how does that even happen? Like, let's say you work at Pizzeria Uno, and all the staff is like, "What is the deal with Jose Canseco? Always hanging around here, hitting on us all the time, yeah, striking out all the time." Someone could write an email. Like, but I guess the question is like, how does that connect to like internet journalism? I don't know. I guess I bet you people put it on Facebook. I bet you people put say like scan it in, put it on Facebook, and then. The connection happens that way, but who knows? I'm just wondering if, if Worcester is going to become a hub for gossipy activity. Only if people become much more interested in Jose Canseco. Or much more interesting in general. All right, also on the show today, we're not going to talk about... Um, we're not going to talk about one special Worcester-related door-opening device this week, though we will be talking about it soon. This could be the best thing of all time. This is the number one five-way dream of mine. Could be coming true. Oh, do you want to do you want to show off? Oh yeah, absolutely. I got another kind of door opening device. What is this? This, thing. this is called the Trucker's Friend. Okay. And this is an absolute. Well, I guess extremely useful and absolutely useless at the same time tool that's mm-hmm. available multiple uh, retail establishments online. Amazon yes. is where I think this one was purchased for me. And you have your like a nice solid fiberglass handle. Okay. Right. You have obviously an axe. Sure. Uh, you have a crowbar. Okay. You've got what appears to be like a, a claw hammer. Sure. Uh, some sort of other hooky sort of thing here, like a wire pulling thing there. <coughs> okay. And an axe, right? All in one handy tool. It's amazing. It is pretty amazing. I think it, you know, it's. I, I mentioned this earlier. I think it's probably the closest you're going to find to a retail version of the Lobo from uh, World War Z. And this is a. Uh, it's about 40, 45 bucks. That's fantastic. It is. Well, let me say now that we talked about Jose Canseco and wrecking tools. We're going to take our macho-ness up to the next level and talk about government transparency. So a week and a half ago at the city council meeting, the city council addressed the rest of the Sunshine Week petitions. This year for Sunshine Week, which is the big week, national week for celebrating government transparency and working for government transparency, especially vis-a-vis journalism, we had a group of people in Worcester who put out four petitions to the city council. One of them was basically saying you should support state legislation that would increase government transparency, and they just voted that at the city council meeting. Fine. The other three went to a committee. Also went going to the committee was this Ron Madnick petition. Ron Madnick, this is from back when he was the ACLU chief in Worcester. He's not anymore, but the petition, his previous stuff was still on like this committee's agenda from two years ago. He brought this up again, basically saying, Okay, years ago, you made it so that people could no longer, the public could no longer speak at city council meetings. Like it was sort of by special dispensation of the mayor, if I understand correctly, that you're allowed to speak at a city council meeting. He was like, you should just have a little time limit so everybody can speak when their petition comes up and random people from the city can just speak about whatever for a limited period of time at the beginning of the meeting. You should just let that happen. So this, all of, so this petition, as well as a petition from my, of mine saying we should have better video archives of public meetings online, a petition saying that we should have a point person, an actual point person rather than a de facto point person in the city government who handles information requests, and a petition saying that the city should really try to figure out what are their obligations vis-a-vis records laws when they're using Facebook and things like that, which are public communications, but they maybe don't think of them the same thing as emails or phone calls or records or mm-hmm. memos or whatever. Um, and then this rules committee, which is chaired by the great new city council George Russell. Um, these all were passed by the Rules Committee. And it was actually interesting, Brendan, uh, to, like, to compare the clerk's notes slash summary of this meeting with what it was actually said. Because I think it was actually not the same thing. Like, like, Ron, like Ron's, I have to try to get this video online somehow, Ron's petition that you can speak to your own petitions at mm-hmm. a city council meeting, I think they said this is good. 
And the thing about the public in general should have a period to speak, they were like, we're going to recommend this as like a trial basis. Yeah. But in fact, it was just all kind of as the same thing together when it finally made the notes. Mm-hmm. Also, and Ron Madding and I both remember this very vividly because it was so weird. I think that the rules committee also suggested that, also said that they wanted to ask the city manager to have city employees talk to me about video archiving. Mm. Which I don't want to talk to people about video archiving. Like, I don't think that that's an important part of the process. But it was just an interesting thing that kind of stuck in people's heads and it didn't make it to the actual yeah, why resolution would that responsibility written down. be put on you? I don't know. You would think that we would have people who... No, I don't think... I, no, I think it was just... No, they're, I mean, they're just sort of like... I mean, they're just sort of freestyling like, okay, Benedetti has this thing about video archives. Yeah, we should think we should have this. Oh, how about this? Oh, this too. Okay, great. Do we all agree? Yes. Okay, great. And then the clerk just writes down, improve the video archives. Thank you. All right. Moving on. And moving on. <laughs> anyway, so the city... So the city after... I mean, there was a long meeting last week. Yeah. I'm sure this... I wasn't at this last... Most recent one. That, this one was a long meeting, and then at the very end, the city council was like, sure, we'll just vote for them all. They I, didn't I, even have a roll call for some of them. I totally understand that the, the concern, <clears throat> speaking to Ron's uh, petition, I, I understand that there's always the concern that somebody like from the public is going to come in and like, filibuster a meeting yes. and will be there at 5 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday, still waiting They'll for someone to wrap them. it up. It could happen. But you know, it, it strikes me just as odd that like that, that outlier yeah. would be the rationale to yes. try and box into the corner, like yes. uh, what is uh, you know kind of a... A standard in, in open and transparent, you know, the idea of being able to petition your government. Yes. Like, it was not. Yes. I, I, heard, I hope everybody like would hear the phrase like petitioning one's government and, and recognize that it's kind of an important part of our society. To be able to speak as well as write it on a piece of paper. Yeah, it was. You know, it was very interesting having the clerk there, the great David Rushford there, because he was able to sort of he had he had talked to different town clerks mm-hmm. and I guess city clerks in the area and said like, what do you do? And they were like, we do, we have an, we have an open comment period, and nobody abuses it. It's not a problem. So, um, I, so yeah, and it was actually interesting. Rushford also had an interesting comment at that meeting where he he said that he felt that a legislative body like the city council operates well when most of the business happens in committee. Mm-hmm. So he was actually. Yeah, he was kind of like, it's good to have people be able to talk to their petitions at the city council, but it's probably not, since everything is sent to committee, mm-hmm. people probably don't need to speak to the city council before it gets sent to the committee. Sure. And they potentially don't even need to speak to the city council afterwards. Like, they might want to, but it's not necessarily going to be a helpful part of the process. Like, really, people need to be focused on speaking to, to, to their petition at the committee meeting because yeah, really you can have a conversation. It has to be germane to the overall conversation, right? It can't sure. just be people wanting to come in and, and give a critique on Rick Rushton's tie. Oh, I'm case, sure. Maybe. Well, but, I, you know, and that, I mean, I'm you, ready to step up and make that happen. Sure. No, but you could probably find a better forum to do so and a more constructive one at that. Right? And that's all I'm saying is that, you know, it, it's now I'm starting to limit. You're my talking about ideas. city council meeting and you're saying that it would not, you're saying that the most, that the, Okay, You're saying that it would be distracting from some sort of important focused business, business but <laughs> no, it would just distract would them from grandstanding about nonsense. This is true. Anyways, is true. moving on. Anyways, <laughs> so all of our so basically all of the Sunshine Week stuff passed. Well, congratulations. With no hitches, yeah, and it was fun. It was like really fun being. At a, I, I had never, I had never put forth a petition and then followed it into the committee yeah. and then followed it back out of the committee. Yeah, the, the committee is a much less formal thing than the city council meeting like i was like i'm going to stand at this podium there like, no just sit at the table and let's mm-hmm. just let's just wrap let's just have some straight talk some tough talk yeah. about video archives and uh it was good and uh yeah so uh, i still am looking forward though to see how we flesh out like uh, archiving or, or record oh, keeping when it comes to yes, social yes, media yes, stuff yes 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 that's the thing that i yes. think is going to be interesting this because, is definitely the next step well you know 
because regardless of what the city does and puts together for a policy, the state laws on record keeping already exist. Mm -hmm. So like, one could make an argument that you know the now deleted uh, chief of police Twitter account right is a uh, was a public matter of public record. Right? Yes. Depending on what what devices were used to create it, I know the chief would make the argument that it was you know his, his own personal, personal account. Thing. But depending on the devices that were used to create it, there could be an argument made. Uh, for uh, it being subject to public record or okay. records request. And then you get into the issue of who the, who the archivist is, who's the, right. the keeper of those records, and do they even exist anymore because the right. account has been deleted. So yes. it's not that anyone needs those records, but right. an example of, you know, we're kind of sloppy with some of that stuff yeah. now. I mean, that's the thing is I think, if, I think that this is sort of like saying, let's get this right so that if, when it, if it does become important, mm -hmm. and it will become important in certain cases, sure. that we're actually doing the right archiving. Um, and, the and the next step of this process is definitely to continue bird-dogging these things and see how is this actually implemented. Are people able to speak in meetings? I wasn't at this last city council meeting, so I don't know. Like, now that people theoretically can speak, did people just stand up and speak? I don't know. Welcome to the 20th century, Worcester. Welcome to the 20th century, <laughs> addressing your public officials at a meeting. It's pretty amazing. Worcester's beer pong team, getting back into macho nonsense after talking about government transparency. Worcester's beer pong team did compete at the East Coast Championships, and I'm told via Facebook, we're number nine of 28 teams at wow. the East Coast Beer Pong Championships. That's really impressive. Good job, Worcester. Good job, nice. Worcester. Pretty, are they getting the key to the city? I don't know if they're getting a key to the city. They should get some kind of a stein to I the would city, I guess. A stein to the city. I would expect a meeting with the mayor. I'm sure the mayor's office is on top of this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's would they play news. a ceremonial round of beer pong with the mayor? That'd actually be awesome. I, that would be pretty great. That would be pretty cool. Getting back away from Macho Nonsense for a second. Um, there's a un the uh, uh, maintenance workers, groundskeeping workers, and housekeeping workers at Becker College in Worcester are trying to unionize with the SEIU representing them. Uh, there are 45 of these people, and a majority of them have submitted a petition to the National Labor Relations Board asking for this SEIU representation. Uh, the administration, of course, of Becker is opposing this. The all now, so I'm not a Becker person. I have no inside in inside things with Becker. All I can comment on really is the president's of Becker's mem uh, letter that he sent to these workers, which based on the letter, I don't think Becker is opposing this very strongly, but the letter may not be representative of their campaign as a whole. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite paragraph, my favorite two sentences of the letter was, the recently enacted core values statement unites us as a common body and guides our work and how we conduct ourselves. If this unionization effort is successful, we will become adversaries, no longer working toward a common vision, mission, and purpose. So basically the president is saying, you don't need a union because we have a mission statement. Hmm. We have a mission statement, people. Come on, what more do you want? Think, think big, guys. <laughs> I just love that. Also, he, ne he never explains in the letter, he never at all care explains in the letter or comments in the letter on why they will become adversaries. Like, does he expect the union will lead these workers away? Well, because the union has its own mission statement. You can't have two diametrically opposed mission statements. I, he doesn't say this, though. I think potentially he could be, is he, is he implying well, that the college they... is going to switch their mission and become the enemy of these workers? That's why they'll become the adversaries? I could don't be. know. But I mean, unless Becker adopted their mission statement from SEIU, it's this possible that their mission mission statements might over might might overlap and might interfere know. with one another. I don't know. Anyway, I don't think Becker took this letter very seriously. They the common use was poor and they did not punctuate their dashes correctly. Seems so, to be a lot of uh, I think they I just wrote I it pro forma. All, but there seems to be a lot of examples lately. And I say this as a terrible speller and one who has zero control of uh, of, of, of proper use of grammar. Right. Um, a lot of terrible spelling and grammar usage coming out of the uh, higher education circles as of late. I don't know. 
I was noticing know. that. I don't know. Anyway, like if I'm I said, picking up on your terrible grammar and spelling, there's a problem. There you go. Anyway, I don't want to put too much weight on this letter. Like I said, it's kind of an incredibly written letter, but uh, I thought that was an interesting part of it. And yeah, we'll see what's going. We'll see what's going forward. That's just my only. That's our only information that this program has about this unionization attempt. Also, speaking of petitions, this is kind of amazing. So you know the PIP shelter. I'm gonna we're, we're gonna backtrack for people who haven't been following this closely. The PIP shelter was a wet shelter in the city of Worcester for many years. Usually, often housed more than 100 people. Wet shelter meaning you were high, you were drunk, no problem, no shoes, no shirt, no problem, as they say. And it was a rough place to stay. I, in my time working with the homeless in Worcester, I talked to hundreds of people who stayed at the PIP. None of them ever had a, a many much many good things to say about the experience. Then the PIP was like shut down and there was like a triage center opened up which quickly grew to be kind of like the PIP and then the triage center was switched from being controlled by Community Health Link to being controlled by another social service organization, SMOC, and it was moved back into the original PIP building which of much less people now down, um, I think it's now down to more like 50, 60 a night rather than a, more than 100 a night sometimes. Anyways, it's just kind of ironic that it's like back in the same building doing similar kinds of things, but with a different emphasis. Anyway, um, 122 people who have been served by this smock triage center signed a petition complaining about the facility, including disrespect from the staff, inadequate programs that they were being offered, and the bad, bad food. And let me tell you something. Again, like I'm only an amateur, though a devoted amateur social service worker. Sure. So. I heard a lot of complaints from people who I was trying to help. Mm -hmm. And I've heard a lot of complaints about, from people who were being helped in general. And sometimes these complaints are, in my opinion, legitimate, and sometimes they're not legitimate. Sure. I mean, somebody who has problems with addictions, mental illness, etc., sometimes can be a problem themselves, but mm -hmm. sometimes they are just being screwed or they are being done a disservice, and I've seen that sure. a lot of times. So I cannot at all com com talk about these 122 people and whether and what percentage of these, I assume this is some mixture of legitimate and illegitimate complaints. I've heard a lot of complaining, some also some thanks, but a lot of harping from people who've been in the social service system. I've never seen 122 people sign a petition against the thing. So this is kind of remarkable. First, to take a step back, I think what you were trying to do at the beginning was paraphrase Red Foo from uh, LMFAO and say, no shirt, no shoes, and I still get service. It's from the um, oh. song uh, Sexy and I Know It. I think it's um, actually no shirt, no, 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 I think. Yeah, no, but it's a line of a oh. song at oh. LMFAO. That's, okay. Sound, you were close. Somebody's going to quote that there's like some 80s party movie. I want to say like a, like, a one, like a one crazy summer kind of yeah. movie where, where one of these dudes is like, no, no shirt, no shoes, no problem. Anyways, but yes, um, I like that. Who started this impression, th this petition? Uh, one of the people at Smock. So it was totally internal. Yeah, it was totally. See, internal. that's telling. They had our name in the article. I don't remember. What it wasn't. It, was. it wasn't an outside force trying to like bring the hammer this down. This was on not. Smock. This is like actual social service clients organizing themselves. Now, and I assume that the Telegram has gone through other, where this is reported, other uh, Smock entities to see if there are similar complaints elsewhere. Because like, I don't this, know. Is, this would actually be a big deal, right? If we found out that. Uh, you know, Smock was selling you know the pink uh, slime uh, from you know a oh, I'm sure back they in, in oh. their cafeterias <clears throat> or whatnot. I mean, making me nervous looking over my shoulder. I here. think this has the, always um, been. I think this has always been. I mean, I, again, I, I I feel like any I feel like any facility that's gonna that's gonna serve 60, 70 people is gonna have these kind of problems. complaints. Yeah, and I feel like the PIP always had these kind of complaints. 
It was just that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's going to be complaint <clears throat> if there's people running around in no shirt, uh, no shoes, and high as a kite. Um, yeah, you're going to have complaints. But at the same time, uh, these sound like kind of reasonable complaints, right? I mean, that like food is terrible. Uh, the offerings of the the, the, the the facility are terrible. They have raised the standards as far as like coming as far as like people like once like not just like oh you can sort of come in whenever but like you need to sort of be there. We never had a petition at the PIP shelter, did we? Like, no, or, but yeah. th- there's there's definitely like more restrictions on staying there, which some people uh, at least one person in the article seemed to be chafing at like these additional restrictions that there were now, like or, or, needing shoes i don't know yeah, no sure just something about when he, how many you that you weren't allowed to skip too many nights in a row okay or you would no longer be allowed to live there and things like this um so this is this could be amount to like a, a high school like rebellion sort of i don't petition. know i don't like know you want to take it seriously i don't know i mean the problem is it would i mean this would require this is the kind of thing which like i don't even know how you would objectively you would have to have like the fbi or somebody come in and like really investigate everything to figure out the complaints of 122 people. Or maybe we could go down there and do a show. Or we could go down there and do a show. But we still we wouldn't get to the bottom of it. It would just be fun. It would be fun. Haven't been in there in a while. Me neither. What else you got? I don't know. That's about it. That's it. <laughs> what else is going on in Worcester? The tornadoes. The tornadoes. I heard the turn. Can we just turn around? Say, I never noticed what a, what a big parking lot that was. There's a big there. parking lot back there. Little diamond Chevrolet. People can't see it. Yeah. Scammers. Oh. Scammers aren't that good. Tornadoes. So the tornado, this could be the last summer of the tornadoes. Well, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's hard to tell. I, I got to assume on some level, like, the, the league doesn't seem like it's doing so hot, right? I mean, there's, yeah. they're down to five teams now. Yeah. I think they're at 30-something at their, at their height. So right. you're, you're really just a hair away from being the Globetrotters playing the Washington Generals here. Sure. Um, and, you know, I, I, although I'm sure you Which is a successful business model. Which is a successful business model, and the entertainment value is quite high. Um I have to imagine they threw a little bit more scratch than they typically do at Kenseiko to bring them in. Sure. Probably not too much more, but a little bit more. Maybe a last-ditch effort to try and uh, pull things together before yeah. they go under. But yeah. I don't know, man. I hope it works out. I hope Jose actually... It would be amazing to actually see him putting balls up on 290. I know he's good at in him. He was quoted today as dissing Mitt Romney. He was quoted today because as dissing of, Because Mitt of Romney. Romney's criticisms of Obama's economic... Uh, policies that he felt were unwarranted. He ridiculous. felt that if we were going to be realistic, that we should be looking on a 30-year uh, timeline to improve um, fiscal outlooks. It's, this is actually what he said. He did say that, yeah. Yeah. So you know, again, like, <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> but the, the crux of that uh, story was that uh, we should all be aware that Jose is trolling us, and whether we want to acknowledge or not, uh, we are all willing participants in his big game and nobody even knows where it goes it's just kind of awesome to watch i feel like this show we have been enthusiastic hopefully enthusiastic participants in his trolling of the city i, I encourage it have you heard it back from him you've tweeted at him a lot have you heard it all nothing back at all? i think my tweets have been too serious all right he seems that he seems like he can only he's only willing to engage people who he can make like homophobic remarks to or uh-huh. uh, other sorts of slights or whatnot it's i mean it's not he, he's not the most eloquent guy when it comes to to tweeting the case could also be made that it's not him tweeting but we don't know. Nobody knows. We don't know who it is. Some of it has to be. Yeah, because you can actually sit at a Tornadoes game, uh, watch him in the dugout, and you can see his thumbs aren't moving. And there's tweets appearing? There might be. <laughs> All right. I'll look behind the curtain, Mike. Well, hopefully people are not disappointed. We've talked a lot about Jose Canseco today. There's a lot to talk about. There's especially... There's some we need crime. to get Jose Canseco on the show. That's one of the things we do. <clears throat> Let me tell you, people, if Jose Canseco hits on you... Just ask him to be on the show. 
People, like, his phone number is now public knowledge, but I don't want to call this phone number because this is a phone number to be used, like, if you're interested in romantically. Yeah. Well, right? maybe... I don't want to abuse it. Let's do it this way. If you are interested in Jose Canseco romantically, Mention get in touch with us. No, get in touch with us, and we'll get in touch with him via you here on the show. But only so if you're serious. Yeah, so we can tie you together with him on the show. Because we can't. If we troll Jose like Canseco, sort of then have it becomes done, lame. Have we ever done like a matchmaking thing on Five Hundred Eight? No, but we talk to people about friendship. We're going to talk about this again. This is actually another thing we need to be talking about seriously, more seriously on the show about crime. Because there's been a lot of violent crime recently. We need to talk more seriously on the show about taxes and more seriously on the show about friendship and building social connections. All three of these things I feel like we need to be read multiple reports and have some experts on the show. The one thing, though, I feel like we can still talk about on the show is the friendship thing. We talked about this last time. We'll talk about this yeah. again. If you live in the city of Worcester and you watch this show and you wonder what is the deal that I, that I just cannot, like, connect with people in the city of Worcester. I cannot find these other people in the city of Worcester who I know are in a city of 200,000 people who are awesome and who, like, jive with me. You know, like you're here, you're here, you're living with your husband, your wife, your kids, whoever. You moved here for some sort of work reason. All of a sudden, you're just like, what is the story with the city? Why is it so? You're talking desert? to Jose Canseco right now. Jose Canseco, though, is out there. So here's you have there's I, there's but two suggestions. There's I mean, two it's, suggestions. It's all over the internet. We we so we have two suggestions. We have three suggestions. Okay, three suggestions. The first suggestion is that Brendan and I read more of the sociology of disconnection in the modern America, try to understand the root causes, and we start talking about how we can overcome them in the city in the city of Worcester. The second thing is that you can follow Jose Canseco's lead and hang out at Pizzeria Uno and just pass out your number. Just people at Pizzeria Uno. Are, I've never. Have you ever been to Pizzeria Uno in Worcester? Yeah. No. I think those guys think are I cool. Ate one in an airport once. I bet you they're cool. Awesome. I bet they're awesome people. Go in there, give them your number, hang out, mm -hmm. hit on them. That's that's at the, a hotel, so I'm sure they're right. used to people handing them their number, hitting on them, and what. Sure, sure, sure. So the third, the third way that we've said is that you should just come up to Brendan and I if you see us in person. Nobody has done this in the two weeks that our last show has been out, so maybe this is not going to happen. But if you're watching the show and you see Brendan and I, don't email us because that's, that's not going to work if you email us. Or don't call us or call Jose and Canseco. That's also not going to work. If you're looking for a real, you're looking for a long, real connection, right? Come up to us and just say, dude, I hear you talking about friendship on the show. And we'll talk to you and we'll try to say, like, hey, you know who you should be hanging out with or you know where you could go or whatever. And we'll just try to understand your plight. Because this is not about people who are, like, whatever. But, you know, the this is not about you. This is about the city of Worcester and America being a hard place to make this happen. That was patriotic. The weather's been terrible for the last couple of weeks. That may be why nobody's come out and approached us. It's been raining a lot. But if you All are right. going to come out and approach one of us, don't, like, surprise it. Don't, like, right. jump out or anything right. like that. Like, do a casual sort of. If you're not... Right. If, if you're having a hard time meeting people, it's very you possible are that you're Canseco, kind of awkward when it comes to meeting people. Feel free people. to just so, jump out, but otherwise, yeah. that would be terrifying. <laughs> just come up, just come up and say hi. Yeah, just come up and say hi. Anyway, casual. There you go. All right. Nothing aggressive. All right. So I feel like we've definitely we talked about friendship. We've talked about government transparency. We talked about unionization. We've talked about homeless services. We well, talked about walking around with this is probably not <laughs> encouraging anybody to come up and say hi. I could I could leave this at home. I don't know. There's, you know, there's some people who like the reason they just feel a little awkward and they're really into edged weapons and you know they yeah. just no one to talk to. There's nobody walking around with edged weapons in Worcester. Anyway, we're glad that you're watching this show. We're glad that you're being our friend via the internet or by WCCA TV 13. I'm Mike Benedetti. This is Brendan Mellican. This Take is Five Away to Show About Worcester. Email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com if you got any comments or if your name is Jose Canseco. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.